All right, <clears throat> now you've got it stuck in your head, too. Um, I've had that song stuck in my head so much that I actually had a dream where that song was playing in it. And what I can't figure out is why my subconscious knows all the words and my conscious self doesn't. Because I knew, I know that, like, it wasn't muffled noises in the song, but it was actual words from the song. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I know the words. And I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no, I don't. Wait, how does that work? Anyways, uh, so, you know, today's already been... One of those interesting days. And, you know, this is that time of year where I stress. I stress that I'm, I'm going to run out of ideas. And then, you know, the summer summer rolls around and sure enough, I come up with all these video series that I do and I run. And then when the regular season rolls around, it's like, oh, i got to stop all these series I'm doing. So it's worrying about nothing. It really is. There will always be a topic, there will always be another player, there will always be something happening in the hockey world, even if it's July, if it's August, if it's September. Well, September you get into training camp and everything. So, today was one of those weird moments. Now, I I realize I have 89,000 some subscribers, and I, I know how many people that is, but do I see them? No. Do I really process it that way? No. Mm Mm-mm. I don't. Um, I, I process it as just sort of, I'm Shannon, and I make videos, people watch them, I guess, I look at my numbers, and I'm, you know, impressed with how they keep going up, which is, which is nice, that's what you want numbers to, to do generally, right? Oh, sorry, that was loud. But there wasn't any anticipation on my part that it would grow to this level. And I'm going to go back to my spot in the backyard. Um, Because I don't have to worry about anybody coming downstairs and making noise. Happens, well, often it's the cats, though. But, yeah, me being out here won't make the cats feel better. Shadow loves coming out in the backyard, but only if I'm here. And I don't really trust him out in the neighborhood because he's kind of a scary cat and he's quite likely to go running off on an adventure, realize he's far from home and then just hide somewhere waiting for me to come get him. He's a black cat, so that's not going to work. But yeah, so anyways, coming back to my main topic here. So I had one of those moments this morning uh, based on something I did yesterday or the day before. Uh, I was thinking about the fact that when I watch the Bruins games, now I don't get the Nesson feed, I watch Sportsnet. And, uh, you know, because I'm in Canada, I don't get the New England Sports Network, which is fine. Um, you know, if I had satellite, there'd be ways around it and ways of figuring it out, but eh, it's fine. Um, but I reached out to Alex Kramer, of all people, to just say, hey, you do a good job. I've mentioned it before on my channel that... I think she's the best interviewer of the bunch. And and it is tricky because you, you have to weigh the questions you're asking and and yeah, there's a repetitiveness to it. And and yes, there's there's sometimes there's questions that we, we hear and we go, Why are they asking this question? What what answer do they expect? But you know, it's the job that they have and it's it's the life that they have. Um and and I think she does a good job of asking pertinent questions and, and getting decent answers and I, I think sometimes when you look at the interviewers now you've got the just naturals uh, Dan Murphy 
is a natural for the Canucks. I'm glad to see he's been getting some work with Sportsnet as well uh, in the playoffs, and and I hope that continues because he's he's a natural. He's able to ask the right questions. And now Kyle Bukowskis, with what happened with with Marshawn, you know, people talk about when he joked around and how he did it and why. Um, I, I think Dan Murphy might have joked with Marshawn. I'm trying to think of how he would have done it, but I think he would have done it differently. And I think he would have had a different response. Um, you know, and then, of course, Marshawn is channeling his inner Belichick, which is understandable. It's more Boston sports. Uh, but I've never seen Alex get that reaction from a player where she asks questions and doesn't get a, a proper answer. Sometimes I think that's why uh, young women get hired. I think maybe they figure if we hire a well-spoken young woman, um, sport, sports uh, figures will be more likely to give them an honest answer than some young guy who's asking him questions. I think that's part of it. But uh, anyways, as I talk my way around the whole topic, um, even gesturing with my hands, which doesn't make any sense in a podcast where nobody can see me. So I reached out to her and I said, yeah, you do a good job. And, you know, um, I don't get to see the Nesson broadcast. I have to watch the Sportsnet feed. But, um, you know, you do a good job. And, and I still see she posts links to her interviews backstage. Not backstage. Um, oh, it's just outside the locker room. You know, in that area feels like a backstage area when you're at a hockey game. I know when we were in Vegas and we were walking through that, that VIP area, it was like it was like it was this backstage of this big show. It was really weird. But, uh, you know, I see her interviews and uh, she emailed me back <laughs> and, and, and said, yeah, you know, you do a good job too. I've seen a few of your episodes and keep up the great work kind of thing. And I'm like, wait, how does Alex know who I am? Like... You know, there are those moments, and I know people say, well, Shannon, NHL players know who you are. And I'm like, yeah. Um, because, you know, where this channel started out, where all this started out, how this started out, was just a guy with a webcam talking to it. Um, because I would, I would go to work, and a lot of days I didn't talk to people. And then I'd come home, and... You know, I lived with my son, but he was almost never around, so I would just crank up the cam and just talk to a webcam, post a video. I'm like, all right, well, and and my initial idea was, well, you know, someday I'm not going to be here anymore, and if if grandchildren and great-grandchildren ever actually happen, um, no pressure on my kids at all, of course, but uh, if they ever actually did happen and if they ever said, you know, so what was Grandpa like? My kids don't just have to say, well, he was a prick. Uh, they can say, well, he was a prick. Oh, and he has these videos on YouTube. Um, so if you want to look him up, you can, but he's kind of a prick. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically how that works. Um, and uh, that, that's, that's as far as that goes. I, I never thought, you know, that it would actually gain any steam, that I would gain subscribers. Because I, I get you know the messages and the emails like how do how do I how do I become a success I don't I don't know I was in my 40s if this was some kind of a magic silver bullet kind of idea to fix all of my problems I would have done it years ago um, I wanted to start a YouTube channel years before I did but I didn't really have an idea of what I was going to do uh, I I knew that there were things on YouTube that were 
I thought, wow, that, that video is really big, but I could have done that better. And it wasn't, it wasn't me thinking I was particularly clever, particularly funny, particularly anything, just, I, I, I would watch a video and go, I don't think that person's that smart, or I don't think that person's that good at what they're doing. I think this is just, they found a video topic that other people hadn't done, so everybody clicked on it. That's kind of brilliant. You know, if you can think of the right idea that nobody else has covered. And that's kind of the advice I give people is try to find something other people aren't doing. Um, don't come across as a copy of another channel. Don't come across as trying to be somebody else. Um, I know I only follow... There's one channel that I, I follow that's actual video game playing. And uh, it, it's it's only because the, the girl that runs it um, is is a small YouTuber. She's been doing it for years. She's only got 3,000 subscribers. Um, I think she's funny. Um, I think she 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 does a lot of work with her videos, and she seems to really enjoy it. And and because she has a very small following, it's it's genuine. Um, so there's a lot of cursing and swearing in it, but it's entertaining. And yeah, it's. It's a fun channel every now and then. I'll go, yeah, I'll watch one of her videos. And again, this is where that whole ad breaks thing comes in. So, you know, I've explained this to people that if you don't watch the ads on a channel, uh, it's a way of letting letting yourself say, all right, I'm not giving them money for this. But with, uh, with hers, and I want to say that her channel is called Peachy Opie, like O-P-I-E or Peachy Opie or whatever it is. Anyways... I watch her her videos here and there because she's entertaining, but I let the ads roll whenever it's one of her videos. Even if it's one of those long two-minute ads from, like, a political party trying to brainwash me into voting, they know that I'm less likely to vote for them the more I see their obnoxious ads, right? Anyways, um, so that's when I let ads roll, and that's kind of how the whole money-making thing on YouTube works. Um, and And... I consider myself to have a lot in common with these small YouTubers that are clawing their way through. And then when I look at the bigger YouTubers and I hear complaining, whining, arguing between them, I don't understand it at all. And I want to think, like, there are a few of the bigger ones that I follow. I follow uh, Phil DeFranco. I don't watch a lot of his videos anymore, though. Um... They're, they're, I think his videos were better before, and I, I know that sounds really, um, how do I put it? Sort of, it's sort of standard. It's, it's a cliche to say they were better before, but I was more into his work a few years ago than I am now. I still watch the occasional video, though. Uh, I'm Alex. I follow that one. Thanks to Keemstar being a dick, uh, I started following I'm Alex, and honestly. Um, the kid puts together some pretty pretty solid videos. Um, he's well-spoken, and, and his videos are all well-intentioned. Yep, he does do videos with clickbait titles. But um, I think he's, he's entertaining, and I think he's got a tremendous future. The thing I find funny is that Keemstar went after him when he hit a million subscribers and complained about him, and now he has a million and a half. So in some small way that that whole controversy works controversy sells that's why when when people especially you know i found with toronto it happens a lot you have most most the largest number of fans 
for any given team is Toronto. So when I post a video that in some way they they feel slags their team or slights them in some level, they they post it and they get all these other people to come in and they come in and they downvote my video and and they they come in and they oh you, you don't know what you're talking about you stop talking about Toronto you don't know what you're talking about that's not your not your you're not allowed to talk about Toronto how dare you talk about Toronto it actually makes my channel more popular it gains more subscribers there have been days where people are like man that hockey guy he's such a jerk and this and that and it's it's a small number of people that do it. And they'll they'll share my video, and I always see I see these threads, and I always see people underneath going, "Yeah, but he's right. What are you talking about?" And then I'll see a comment further down with, "Well, I subscribe to him. I don't see what everybody's upset about." So when people get upset and they share a video somewhere, they're gaining me subscribers. They're 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 gaining subscribers for me. So. That's why I find it funny when people are like, oh, you know, Shannon's Shannon's thin-skinned, and he's he's just, he's going to, his channel's just going to fail because he's so thin-skinned. No. Uh-uh. Um, thin-skinned YouTubers are usually the ones with the biggest channels. That's what I've found. I've, I've seen times where, like, you know, a channel like going back to Keemstar. Keemstar gets all mad. I'm like, dude, you've got millions of subscribers. Why do you care what I have to say about you? what is your deal what's going on so you know it's it's a it's strange to me but it, it that's just sort of how that works now coming back to the whole topic of this coming back to the point of this 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 whole podcast knowing that there's actually people who have jobs in the NHL for NHL teams who know who I am is weird. It's weird. And and the best way for me to describe it would be sort of like you go to a hockey game. You go to um, a Buffalo Sabres game. You don't know anybody in the rink. And you just you're you're in you're in there, you don't know anybody in the rink. And and every now and then you, somebody somebody goes by and they nod at you. Or, hey, how's it going? And you're thinking, I don't know any of these people. Why are people talking to me? And then and then on your way out, somebody you see on TV, whether it's an interviewer, whether it's a, an assistant coach, whether it's 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 somebody who, who works for the broadcast team, whether it's the DJ up in the booth, says, hey, uh, how are you doing? I like your work. How do you, how do you know who I am? This is weird. This is really strange I've never stopped having that reaction um, I, I whether it's you know Columbus using clip from from me saying Columbus is dead and now they are and I feel bad and I'm still wearing the Columbus jersey from the video I did on them this morning I, I feel bad for Columbus it, and and it doesn't help that it was the Boston Bruins that took them out that really doesn't help that makes it worse uh, so and and I'm grateful because I don't know that Boston would have beat Tampa. I, and I mean that. I don't know that Boston would have beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that series would have been different. And it's funny because... So Pittsburgh gets swept by the Islanders. The Islanders then get swept by Carolina. And I see people saying, how bad was Pittsburgh? No, that's not how it works. That doesn't necessarily mean it's sort of like... Um, I saw a post <laughs> saw a post yesterday that I thought was kind of... I actually got entertained by that, which was 
this this Boston Carolina series, this isn't how it's supposed to be. It should have been Boston and Toronto in the conference final, and the league needs to change its format. And I'm like, even in the other format, I think they would have met in the second round uh, in all likelihood. And wait, what's to say that if Toronto would face the Islanders in the first round, that Toronto just beats the Islanders because why? I think what people forget is that if if you change the matchups, you also change who makes the second round. Because you're going to have teams that, like Pittsburgh, for instance, it was a horrible matchup between them and the Islanders. The Islanders had them dead to rights. Doesn't mean Toronto would have as well. Uh, and, and it, you know, Toronto beating the Islanders, I, I don't see how that works. I, I don't. Um, with the Islanders' defense, with the Islanders' goaltending, with the way that the Islanders... Uh, were a machine against Pittsburgh. I just I don't see how Toronto would have beat them. You know, in an ideal universe, if if we want to talk about ideally what what the NHL would love to see, it would be a dynasty for the New York Rangers, a dynasty for the LA Kings. Um, I think a dynasty for the Toronto Maple Leafs would be just fine for the National Hockey League. And I know people say, oh, the NHL doesn't favor Canadian teams. They like money. Just just take it to an idiocracy level. I like money. And just think of it that way. The team that makes the most money in the National Hockey League is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They would love to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win Stanley Cups. And I mean that as a plural. Because the league would make a ton of money with Toronto winning multiple Stanley Cups. You could print money off of it. Whether it's merchandise sales, whether it's ticket sales, you could crank up the value of those tickets... And, and Toronto is definitely a team that pays for some of those those smaller market um, teams, the teams that don't make as much money or don't make any money at all. And so the more you can make them profitable, the more money the NHL makes. So it's not in the best interest of the NHL for Arizona to win a Stanley Cup. Because even Arizona on its best day going to a Stanley Cup final and winning wouldn't make as much money as Toronto or Detroit. Or, or Chicago, or uh, the Islanders, not the Islanders, the, the Rangers, I knew it was a New York team, I eventually got it, the Kings, yeah, this whole, well, Boston-San Jose, that's the, that's the matchup that the NHL wants. Uh, okay, um, all right then, we've never seen it before. So that would mean that there's a cabal of, of NHL executives that sit down at the start of the playoffs and go, all right, so... Uh, this year, uh, who are we screwing over? Well, we can start with the Penguins. Uh, yeah, yeah. I talked to Jim Rutherford about that. He's fine with it because uh, we gave him two cups in a row, so we have to screw over other teams now. Jim's fine with that. Uh, I've talked to ownership. They're fine with it, too. Um, what about the Leafs? First-round exit. I love it. First-round exit is perfect for Toronto again. Um, I've, I've talked to Kyle Dubas. I have talked to ownership as well with Toronto. They're fine with not making money for playoff games in the second round, the third round, and the Stanley Cup final where you could charge like $11 million a ticket. Um, I think we should continue to reject making all of that money. Uh, and the Kings missing the playoffs, that was a stroke of genius. I don't know who came up with that, but that was fantastic because L.A. Um, motivated and, and cheering for a winner, and L.A. does that a lot. Um, we need to make sure that those fans go away for a while so when they come back in, I don't know, 10 years, that'll be great. That'll be perfect. The league's not that well organized. They don't plan things through like that. 
There's no grand conspiracy. But it's always funny to hear about it. Especially when it's... <laughs> and I saw it in the last... I saw it last year. And I'll, I'll, I'll end it on this. Last year... Um, we had... Washington was against Tampa. And you had Vegas against Winnipeg. And of course everybody went, ah, oh, the fix is in for Vegas. But... Everybody was saying the fix was in for Tampa. Most of the comments were, Tampa's going to win this series. The fix is in. The NHL has decided that they want Tampa and Vegas in the final. And it's all about the southern teams, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Vegas is in the desert. They're not that far south. Um, But it's funny because then Tampa loses... And then all the comments became, well, yeah, the NHL wanted Washington to win. Clearly, the NHL rigged it for Washington. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> everybody said it was for Tampa. And I know going into the playoffs, I saw a lot of people, oh, yeah, Tampa got 62 wins this year. Ah, the, league's, the league's got it rigged for them. This whole thing is just unfair. Then Tampa loses in the first round in four games. And the conversation becomes, oh, this is a stupid system. What a stupid league. that you can, you can lose in the first round when you're a team with 62 wins. Well, yeah, that's the way the NHL works. Dear Lord. People got to get their conspiracy straight. And then they want a conspiracy. They, they go, oh, well, you know. Tampa's going to win it because the league's rigged for them. Wait, Tampa lost in the first round? This league's stupid. You shouldn't be able to lose in the first round if you're Tampa. Why? It's not It's not like they matched them up against, you know, an all-star team and said you got to beat these guys. It's not like they did some crappy Mighty Ducks movie with them. Dear Lord. Anyways, so yeah, uh, weird day today. I'm going to get back and try to get some more video goodness done. I've got the game preview up. Um, I, you know, ideally I would do them the night before, but I don't, I don't like the idea of them posting at a time that's going to be waking people up who've got notifications, who've got the bell set, so I don't bother. Uh, I know I'd get more views, which means more money and whatnot, but it's rigged against me right now. It's not, it's not rigged. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, and so it, it'll never stop being weird is the whole idea of, of this, this broadcast. This whole thing will never stop being weird. Um, and and I never consider myself to be anything more than just a hockey fan with a webcam. Uh, that's it. I don't have any inside sources. I don't have any special inside information. Just a hockey fan with a webcam talking to all you fine people seven days a week. And it's the best job I've ever had. So thank you guys for all your support. And to uh, all Leaf fans out there, I really hope we can be friends. And I think at some point what would be great would be for us to to go to the East Coast, for Yvonne and I to head to the East Coast, for me to sit down with Toronto fans and just say, all right, guys, let's all all come together. And they'd be really mad because I'd be wearing like a Leafs jersey. And uh, then I'd take that off to reveal I had another Leafs jersey underneath that. But um, because I'm a Bruins fan, damn it. You're doing wearing that Leafs gear. You're a Bruins fan. You're a liar. It's just a shirt. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it would, it would be fun to sit down and actually do a podcast like this where I'm, I'm talking to Leaf fans. And, and we're, we're trying to have this, this, this moment of healing where, you know, a Bruins fan can talk to Leafs fans and, and we can have that moment of healing. I think that would be funny. Anyways, that's a ways down the road, like a long ways down the road, I think. But... Hopefully you guys all stick around for that. And hopefully this podcast keeps growing. Uh, I don't make any money off the podcasts. It's not 
not a money-making venture and I don't worry about it. Every now and then I'll get an email talking to me about how I could monetize my podcast and money this, money that. And, uh, my answer is nah. This is something I do for the love of it. There's a lot of big trucks to drive past here. Maybe it's faster going this way than the highway or maybe they're taking this way to get to the highway. Anyway, just one of those observations. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for your time, for your attention, for your support. And Alex Kramer, uh, thanks for once again making me go, wow, really? She knows who I am. That's really weird. Uh, it's, it's, it's strange, but it, it is a good feeling too. So uh, thanks for all your support, and I'll talk to you again soon.